This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 40. Welcome to the podcast. Can you believe it's episode number 40? Wow, 40 weeks of podcasts. That is so exciting. I can't even believe it. I'm just thrilled that I get to keep doing this every week. It's really fun. I enjoy it. I hope some of you enjoy it too. And uh, episode number 40. Amazing. It's been a great week here. I just want to welcome you all to the podcast. It's been busy. The weather's been beautiful. The sun's been out, especially today. I really enjoyed myself today. The weather is kind of that cool fall air, which is, I don't know, it's just fun. There's something about it. It feels like, you know, getting some hot coffee with some pumpkin spice in it or something like that. I just feel like I should be curling up by the fireplace, but I'm usually outside trying to do some kind of work around the house or doing something fun. But it was a really fun week this week because on Wednesday night, I got the privilege to speak at the Macomb Community College Veterinary Technician Program. They have an alumni dinner every year, and they asked me to be their speaker this year, which was so fun. And I got to have dinner with them, see all the people, including my own beautiful technicians that were there at the dinner. I got to meet some new people that I had never met before. And then I got to speak about life coaching and having a better life as a veterinarian, which you know I love. So that was really fun. Um, It was interesting because uh, there was this amazing gentleman there that was the other speaker because the way the dinner worked is they had the dinner, the kind of the little get together, the director of the program gave a, I don't know, 45 minute speech or so. And then after the dinner, we had these two speakers. Now I was one of them and the other one was a man named Steve Dale. And I didn't know Steve was going to be there because originally when I got the invitation to the event, it was a different speaker. And the subject matter was going to be fear-free for animals, which a lot of us are really familiar with. And I was going to do the feeling better life coaching part. Well, apparently the, the original speaker got sick. And so they called in Steve Dale. Now, I didn't know Steve Dale, and I wasn't very familiar with his work, but apparently he's this national speaker, radio personality, TV personality. And when I met him, he told me he was from Chicago. And this guy is a powerhouse. He's got big personality. His whole section that he was speaking on was full of memes and silly cat videos and funny dog videos. And so he just had this big, exciting presentation. Now he got to go first in the speaking order, and then I was going to be the last speaker of the evening. And so I got to sit there and watch Steve speak. Now he was truly amazing, and I really enjoyed it. And I 
was kind of sorry that I didn't know about him before, but now that I do, I'm very excited and I'm going to start following his work. But what came up for me while I was sitting there in the audience watching him was that, you know, I have this kind of serious subject that I'm going to talk about and it's talking about feeling better and controlling your thoughts and your feelings, how our thoughts create our feelings and what we want comes from all of that. And so I had this kind of heavy, serious presentation and I had a few little funny parts and a few little jokes, but I didn't have all the silly cat videos and all the crazy stuff that Steve was putting out to this audience. So as I was sitting there, I had to do some thought work to try to get myself under control because I was thinking, oh crap, I should have put more funny stuff in my presentation. But anyway, Steve was amazing. The audience was amazing. And then when I got up, I did pretty well, I think. Um, Probably amazing. So I think we all got some good information out of the evening. We talked about fear-free and helping pets with their anxiety. And then we talked about how to feel better and how to have a better life and things like that for the people. So anyway, I just want to thank Macomb Community College and their veterinary technician program. It was really delightful to be there. And I hope they had a good time and got something out of it. And I really think some people did because I got some good feedback. So anyway, enough about me and my crazy week. Uh, Today, what I'd like to talk about is focus. And the reason I want to talk about focus today is it's something that always comes up for me. I'm one of those people that feels like or thinks that I'm not very focused. And if you've listened to the podcast before, we've talked about me being an Enneagram 7. And one of the descriptor words for people like me that are 7s is scattered, which I don't love that word, but I'm dealing with it and I'm learning to overcome my scatteredness. And so because focus is one of the things I've been working on diligently for the last, oh gosh, probably 20 years, uh, I just want to talk about it because I have all these techniques that I've used and research that I've done to try to make myself more focused, and I wanted to share some of that with you. So this is an area that is oftentimes a struggle for me, but um, I'm getting better and I have overcome a lot of this lack of focus. I found this quote and it was by someone named Jory McKay and it said, being focused allows us to choose the life we want to live, not just react to what's happening around us. And I thought that was a really good quote because don't we all want to choose our life? And in order to become who we want to become and in order to climb those mountains and accomplish those things that we want to do, it requires focus. So let's talk about why we want to focus better. We want to be more productive. We want to get more done. And many of us think that getting things done will make us feel more accomplished. At the end of the day, if you get a lot done, you're going to feel like you've accomplished something. And I know that's true for me. Focusing on something that we want to accomplish will allow us not only to get more done faster, 
but it will also allow us more free time to take care of ourselves and take care of our families. We're usually busy at work, we've got a lot of things going on, and we would really like more free time. If we can learn to focus better when we are working and on the things that we want to accomplish in our life, then we are going to free up time. And that's the beauty of being more focused. If you're wanting to learn something new, getting focused allows you to learn it better and faster. And you'll absorb more information. The skill that you're working on, if you're focused, will be easier to grasp. So when I'm researching something at work, like a case, I will remember much more of what I read about that case if I am uninterrupted while I'm reading and focused for 10 minutes than if I was reading for 30 minutes, but I was unfocused. I was checking my phone. I was getting interrupted by a a team member or a phone call or something like that. So if I can remember to focus for 10 minutes, I'm going to absorb much more of the information that I'm studying. Whatever your reason is for wanting to become more focused, it's probably safe to say that people who can focus get more done in less time. So focus is the ultimate productivity hack. We all have the same 24 hours. The people that are focused and learn to focus get more done in that 24 hours. And I would argue have more free time. And so they can even relax more in that 24 hours. Now, I found a study from the University of California at Irvine, and it found that on average, participants who worked in the tech field, so not in our field, but in a tech field, could only work on a project 11 minutes before being distracted. 11 minutes isn't very much time. So think about that. The next time you're trying to do something focused at work, 11 minutes is the longest or the average, I should say, that a lot of people can focus. What was worse in this study, it took those people more than 25 minutes to regain focus once they'd lost it. And that's really disturbing because we get distracted all day in our jobs. At least at my hospital, I do. A lot of times people are interrupting me. There's somebody on the phone. Can I ask you a question? Can you sign this script? There's somebody here. There's all these things going on in my veterinary hospital, and I get distracted all the time. And add to that my natural personality that likes to do a lot of things and likes to multitask, I'm getting distracted a lot. And therefore, focus is super important to me, and I would argue it's important to all of us. And that's why we're talking about it. Duh, right? So focus is a skill that we can develop, and I can attest to that because I am developing so much more focus every day than I ever had before. I've got a lot of things on my plate, and I'm a notorious multitasker, but developing this skill of focus has been a game changer to me. I was coaching with someone the other day who was actually coaching me. And we were talking about all the things I had to get done on my plate. And I was kind of spinning a little bit in confusion and not knowing where to start. And we started talking about this thing called focus. And my coach was 
kind of guiding me through the, if you want to feel focused, what exactly are you going to have to think? So as we were working through this, we came up with this thought and I kind of said it and then she picked up on it and she reiterated it back to me. And when she said it to me, it was like this light bulb went on and I was like, oh, this is great. So I wrote it down. The thought was, I have proven that I am focused and I can do what I say I will do. And just that little sentence That thought helps me to remain focused and I'm going to continue to study that thought because I thought that was an amazing thing that we came up with. And somehow between me asking for coaching on finding focus and her coaching me, we came up with that little sentence and I just thought it was pretty genius. So I'm excited about that. Let's talk about how we develop focus. First, I think we need to understand our personality. So if you're somebody like me that has a tendency to struggle with being focused and staying focused, or you like to do multiple things at once, understanding that about yourself is key. So I would say that's the first step because I am in denial sometimes about that. I think I'm a really focused, hardworking person and I get a lot done, but really truly, I am one of those people that struggles with focus at times. So I really think that studying yourself and understanding yourself and acknowledging that this is something that you need to work on is the first step. Now, another step in creating focus would be to decrease the distractions in your life, creating some kind of gadget-free zone because we're all so attached to these gadgets, these cell phones, the iPad, I know I have one of those. And if I'm not on my iPad or my laptop, I'm on my phone. There's so many gadgets. And so in order to create focus and work on one thing at a time, you have to really create this zone free of all these gadgets because it's so tempting when all these things are available to you to get distracted by them. This gadget-free zone could be a reading chair where you just have a book or it could be at your dinner table that you make a rule that there's no gadgets at the dinner table so you can remain focused on your family, focused on your work if that's where you sit to do work. It could be your desk either at work or at home. You could put the gadgets away and just concentrate on your work on your computer or however you do your work. It could be outside on your deck or your porch, but find a place where it can be gadget free and try to visit that place at least once a day for a short period of time. And what I try to do is sit and think every day and sit and come up with ideas and ideas for the podcast, for my blog, ideas for my self-development. And so if I can sit in a chair and either meditate or just think or read a book, that will help me create this feeling of being focused. And I will get so much more done. I will get so many more ideas when I get into this gadget-free zone. And give yourself some time there. If it's 30 minutes or it's an hour, whatever you can manage, but give yourself a little bit of a little bit of gadget freeness, if that's a word. When you're working on your computer, this is kind of on the same vein, 
close out all the windows on the screen. I'm not good at switching screens. I see my son and he'll have like six screens up and he'll just like bounce back between them back and forth. And I'm not good at that, but I am guilty of keeping a lot of windows open. If I'm on the internet looking things up, my screen is completely filled with different windows open. And the problem with that is it creates a temptation. If I have my email up and Facebook up and my blog up and the stock market report up and all these things up, I'm going to be tempted to switch back and forth between them. And that's going to be distracting. So if you can remember to close down all your windows and just have on your computer what it is that you're currently working on, that will help you focus. And along the same line with the gadget-free zone and the keeping your computer screen closed, don't try to multitask. When you multitask, your brain enjoys the variety, especially if you're one of those personalities that enjoys variety because it feels less boring. And it also feels like it relieves stress. So if you're focused on a really heavy task and you start to feel some tension or stress, your brain is going to want to multitask to relieve that stress. It's trying to be less bored. It's trying to distract you. And so if you're trying to stay focused for long periods of time, your brain's going to want to multitask. However, when you multitask, you're much less productive. One of my friends, um, Carlene Bellier, and you've heard her on the podcast once before, she, in a meeting that we were in um, for our Power of Ten group at the Michigan Veterinary Medical Association meetings, um, had us do this multitasking experiment, and it was really interesting. And what she did was she read us a phrase with letters and then a list of numbers. And she had us practice writing them down and timing ourselves. First the letters, then the numbers. Then the second time, she had us bounce back and forth between the letters and the numbers and time ourselves again. And the idea behind this exercise was to prove to us that multitasking slows you down. And it was a fun exercise. It was really interesting. And it took almost twice as long the second time around when, you, when our brains were trying to multitask. It's a really simple test, but it shows you how much less efficient it is to multitask. If you're interested, um, there are some YouTube videos on this if you want to try it so you can prove it to yourself. I found one called Multitasking is a Thief. And it's by Dave Crenshaw. So um, search on YouTube, Multitasking is a Thief. And he has um, some YouTube videos that you can try this test. But it's very, very true. And so if you are trying to get some things done in your home and you're trying to multitask, you're going to get much less done bouncing back and forth between one chore to another. I am notorious for having the laundry going while I'm trying to clean the kitchen, while I'm trying to scrub the bathroom, and um, then everything only gets half done. <laughs> so it's really interesting how our brain gets in our way. So if you're working on something that you're trying to focus on and you're feeling a little bit distracted or tense or overwhelmed, in order to try to get your focus back, 
you can sometimes do some relaxation exercises. You can go for a walk. You can stretch. You can do deep breathing to try to refocus your mind. Light exercise will sometimes bring your focus back and taking a little bit of walk. Um, Sometimes I'll walk my dogs if I'm really getting overwhelmed when I'm trying to focus. But realize that if you're going to do these things to try to help you refocus, that it's going to take time away from the tasks that you're trying to accomplish. And also make sure you don't abuse that break. And what I mean by that is sometimes what we'll do is we'll say, oh, I'm getting really anxious or frustrated because I'm trying to focus on this task and I really need to just get outside and take a walk, which is fine if you're using that walk to refocus, but sometimes we'll use it as a distraction. Sometimes we'll use it as a way to get out of what we're trying to do. Your brain will try to escape the uncomfortable feeling of being focused And so even though I say it's okay to go out and take a walk or take a deep breath to try to refocus, and it is, as long as you understand and you're doing it for the right reason. So if you are working hard and things are getting really anxious, you can take some deep breaths, get outside, but set a timer, commit a time to get back to work and refocus because you don't want to get distracted with a hundred other things. And before you know it, you're off and you're off to the next thing and you've completely lost your focus. Now, studies have shown that if we get bored and we don't have enough mental stimulation, we're going to start to zone out and lose our focus. And also when tasks are overstimulating to our brain, that will cause anxiety and stress. And then we start to lose focus. So understanding that this is happening in your brain, that boredom or overstimulation can distract from your attention or your focus, understanding that, you can catch yourself when you start to get into those places of boredom or overstimulation, and you can change the way you're thinking about it. So when I start to feel anxious, and that's usually the feeling I get because I'm not good at sitting still for long periods of time. If I start to feel anxious, but I can realize it and acknowledge that feeling, then a lot of times I can talk myself into continuing to focus and find that kind of sweet spot um, and realize that your brain is trying to escape. It's trying to escape that feeling of anxiety or boredom. So ask yourself some of these questions. If you start to feel some of this boredom or anxiety, ask yourself, what is it that I'm feeling? And try to acknowledge that feeling. And in my case, it would probably be anxiety. And then the next question would be, what do I need to do now? What do I need to do? And why and what can I do to think differently about this task and feel challenged because that's a good word for me. You can pick whatever word you want, but in my mind, I want to be challenged and it's sometimes challenging to me to stay focused. So if I can change that anxiety and I can acknowledge it and change it into challenge, then I'm going to be much more likely to be able to refocus 
And if you can understand why those feelings are coming up for you because of the way you're thinking or your mind mind is working, you're going to be able to calm yourself back down and go right back into being focused. And that's all about coaching yourself, coaching yourself back into your focus. And you can choose a feeling of calm focus rather than anxiety. And that works great for me. And I can go back to that thought that my coach and I came up with, which I still think is pretty cool. So another way to work on your focus is to keep a clean schedule. And what I mean by that is mark out your time and your schedule to do one task at a time. And this is really helpful to me. If I promise myself that I'm going to do five things today and I actually write it down and then I assign time frames to those five things, I am going to get so much more done in that day than if I just made a to-do list and tried to follow that and didn't actually schedule blocks of time because the block times or the blocks of time keep me focused. And so what I'm going to do, let's say let's say today I wanted to clean my kitchen because it was a mess and I'll use as that as an example. So in the morning, I'm listing my tasks on my schedule. I'm trying to decide how much time things will take, and then I'm going to write it down. So my kitchen, I decide, is going to take 30 minutes. Then when that time comes up in the day, and let's say I pick 9 o'clock in the morning, I'm going to spend 30 minutes cleaning the kitchen. What I do is set the timer on my phone for 30 minutes, and then I set my phone down kind of far away from me so I can't reach it and I'm not allowed to look at it until the timer goes off and I start cleaning the kitchen. As I'm cleaning that 30 minutes is going to seem like a long time. If I was multitasking and I was cleaning the sink and then running to put in a load of laundry and then coming back and wiping the counters down and then going back and moving the laundry, if I was going back and forth, back and forth, picking up dog toys, vacuuming, scooping the litter box, looking at email or reading paper mail, I am not going to get that kitchen nearly as clean and not get nearly as much done than if I take that 30 minutes of focus time. And so once that timer goes off, then I'm done cleaning my kitchen. I walk away. So if I didn't get to the refrigerator, then I'm going to put that on my schedule another day and give myself 30 minutes to do that. But not today, because I have five other things on my schedule that I have to get done. And that's how I can stay focused from task to task to task. And it's not easy. I'm so tempted a lot of times at about 20 minutes because I'm so hard. I have such a hard time staying focused, especially on something like house cleaning because I'm it's not my favorite thing to do. But I'm going to want to pick up that phone and see how much time is left. But if I can resist that temptation to check, I'm just, I'm just going to keep working and I'm going to get so much more done. So it's not a to-do list. It's a hard time assigned schedule. Now, if this is a big struggle for you, like it sometimes is for me, you can use reminders to encourage yourself. And if you're a techie and you want to set it up on your computer or your phone, you can set up little reminders of reminding yourself to stay focused and have it pop up every once in a while. What I do, because I'm a little more old school, is I write things down on four by six cards and hang them 
usually on my refrigerator because I see that all the time. Um, but you can put them on your bathroom mirror, on your living room, TV, wherever you're going to see them frequently. But write things down that are going to encourage you to be focused. And I just did this when I was with my coach. I wrote down that little thought we came up with because I thought it was so genius. And so now on my refrigerator, I have a card that says, I have proven that I am focused and I can do what I say I will do. And when I read that, it encourages me to continue to remain focused. Another quote I came up with that I thought was really good was, remind yourself specifically why it's worth the effort to resist distraction. And I thought that was a really good quote too. I haven't got that one up on my refrigerator yet, but I think I'm going to because I think that's a really good thing for me to read every day. The other thing you can do is envision your end goal. Get that in your mind. Get a strong sense of exactly what it is you're trying to accomplish. So for me, it would be that clean kitchen in 30 minutes. For me, it would be a finished blog or a podcast. I need to write notes or I need to record. It could be a paycheck for something that you're doing for money. Um, But visualizing your end goal will really help you remain focused. So I think we're going to talk about this again on another podcast because there's so much to talk about in this realm. And there's so much more we could do on scheduling and time management and things like that in order to remain focused. But I don't want to go on too long here today. But I just want you to remember that focus is a skill that you can practice and you can procure and use some of these tricks and tips that we talked about today to develop my skill and focus on the task at hand. And then I can be massively productive, which is really what we all want. We want to produce whatever we can in this life, whether it's a happy family or wonderful kids, it's a great job, it's great care for our clients and our patients. We want to be massively productive. And in order to do so, we have to remain focused. So continue to work on your thoughts about your focus and become better at it with practice. So just go out there and focus. Okay, thank you everybody so much for listening. I really appreciate your attention. I appreciate you spending time with me. I would love to have a conversation with you. If you want to contact me and leave me some feedback, I would love it if you would leave me a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps me out with the podcast and getting this material out to everybody that needs it. If you want to sign up for my weekly words, that comes out every Wednesday. You're welcome to do that on my website, juliecapel.com or theveterinarylifecoach.com. Both of those addresses will get you there. And I couldn't be more grateful for this platform and for those of you that are out there that are struggling in this profession and with the things we can do. I couldn't be prouder to be a veterinarian and be in this industry, and I'm just so excited to keep doing all this work for you every week. I really appreciate your attention. I hope you have a beautiful week. Go out there and focus on some good work. Have a great week. Bye.